Welcome to this week's Breaking Up podcast episode. I'm excited for this one. I have been brainstorming things for this week's topic for maybe like a week or two, and I'm pretty excited. I'm sure you can tell from the title, but we're going to be talking about my Roman empires, aka things that I think about way too often, and it should be pretty fun. But I am curled up on my couch with a heating pad right now. I have the worst cramps, but I'm actually kind of happy about it because I just realized that I am back on track with the full moon, and I always feel so connected with the like divine feminine, myself, spiritual, whatever, when my cycle is synced with the moon, and it just feels so magical. So let me know if you are also synced with the moon, <laughs> but um, I usually start each episode off. If you are a new listener, I start off each podcast episode with a little weekly update of what has been going on this week. I honestly don't have much to say. I didn't even have much of like a a weekend this last weekend because my partner Ashton was working. He had like one day. What did Luna find? Oh, she's like chomping on plastic as soon as I start to record the podcast. All right, well, just ignore any background noise. It's like that cat filter on cap cut of um, the cat crunching on the dry food. I feel like I hear that all the time. Um, but yeah, nothing really happened this week because we didn't do much for our weekend. But I have primarily have just been focusing on work, trying to, of course, catch up slash get ahead. I was talking with my friend Alana today because I was actually on... Her podcast today, Alana Cole, if you watch her, follow her, we make very similar like adult content on YouTube about OnlyFans and whatnot. Um, We were doing a podcast episode for her podcast today and we were chatting about that feeling of always feeling behind as a content creator because even when you're not behind, you're still working on so many upcoming projects at once that you'll never feel fully caught up because the cycle like the hamster wheel never ends but i do feel a little bit more balanced or up to date um i'll give you a little sneak peek but i'm actually well i told this to my instagrams on my instagram story so i guess it's not a big secret but i am filming a crystal video this week for to be uploaded next week, I believe, on YouTube of shopping or going to crystal stores here in Minnesota that I've never been to before, and it's so fun. I have seven shops in total, I believe, and I've gone to four of them already, so I did a huge crystal shop, like, bar hopping day of going to all of them, and besides that, I've just been working a lot. I also, I mean, you'll see the video. No, wait. Yeah, the video is out now, but I did like a deep clean video that also renovated, or not renovated, I shouldn't say, but just like rearranged my home office. So I've been trying to give myself a really positive space to work in. Um, The only thing, the only other thing that I have written down on my weekly update list, because I do try to like make a list before I record just so I know what to chat about is I went to Barnes & Noble three times, which is true. I was at Barnes & Noble for maybe three days in a row for different reasons, for the same reasons. I just end up there. Luckily, though, I don't think I... Oh, no, I did. (laughs) I did spend money there the first day, but the second day I was good, and the third day I bought one thing. 
I don't know. It's just I was stuck at the mall the other day because I was making a return. It was for my crystal video, actually. They like rang something up incorrectly and I didn't have the energy to go all the way back in the mall the same day. So I went back the next day and she didn't know how to the person working at the store didn't know how to do a return so she told me to come back in like two hours when her manager would be in and she could help it was fine I really was not that frustrated with it because I could tell she felt bad as well and what was I going to do about it so I just went to the Barnes and Noble in the mall and read and looked at books until I could go back so I wasn't planning to be there all the time but I was there a lot this week. Um, I do kind of feel like we should just get right on into my Roman empires for this podcast episode. I don't have much else to say, and my mind is constantly thinking about things on this list, so why not dive right on into it? Let's... I don't know if you heard that, but I heard a big thud in my kitchen, and I feel like it had to be my cat. It has to be my cat, because I'm alone. Anyway, Roman empires, if you have not been on TikTok or seen this trend or new slang going around, um, the concept of like, this is my Roman empire or what is your Roman empire, it's basically stemming from the trend on TikTok, realizing that men tend to think about the Roman empire more than women and uh, taking that trend and kind of filling it with things that you think about a lot because the whole stereo not stereotypical the whole like concept is like men think about it all the time so what is the female or personal equivalent to that um i have come up with a list of my roman empires i think this is gonna be so fun so let's dive on in and get started This podcast is brought to you by Banish Skincare. I've been using Banish products for almost two years now, and my skin is forever changed. Banish uses natural, clean, and fresh ingredients that make your skin glow, clears up blemishes, reduces redness, and aging. Not only that, but Banish has an at-home micro-needling treatment that reduces that has truly changed my skin and has brightened my face, reduced acne scars, and helped reduce acne in general. This is not just an ad to me, but I recommend Banish to everyone. It's the only skincare company I will use and have used for years. They have this awesome vitamin C moisturizer that I put on every night and every morning, an oil serum to use after microneedling, there's a mint cleanser that feels so good on your pores, a fresh pumpkin enzyme mask, and they also have an awesome sunscreen moisturizer with 30 SPF and an anti-aging retinal serum. What's awesome is you can get all of these products in a bundle that allows you to save money or you can purchase them individually, but try out Banish today. I have an affiliate link in the description of this episode, as well as a discount code. Use code Michaela 10 at checkout. That's Michaela 10 for 10% off. It's in all caps too, I believe. Michaela 10 in all caps. I promise you, you won't regret it. If you got it, monetize it has been my mantra since 2020, and I firmly stand by it. If you have a talent, skill, or something that you are good at, you can monetize it. I truly do believe that there is a way to monetize your passions. And the phrase, if you got it, monetize it, has helped me 
find ways of doing that with my own passions, including making this merch to help remind myself and motivate myself of that manifestation. So definitely check out my merch in my spring shop. It's linked below to wrap your passion today in a stylish and cozy hoodie with the motivating reminder of if you've got it, monetize it. And to say thank you to my listeners, please use the code PODCAST in all caps for 10% off. That is PODCAST at checkout linked below. Okay, my Roman empires. This is so fun. Number one on my list for Roman empires, or, or you know, things that are my Roman empires, is The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. I think about this book all the time by Taylor Jenkins Reid. It was very popular a few years ago, and I'm so glad that I kept seeing it, like the popularity of it, because of course it highly influenced me to try it, but also I firmly believe that this book is what sparked a more like recent love for reading. Now, I've always been a huge reader. I've always loved reading and books and, you know, writing and all of that. But I recently sort of realized that there is a big trend in books and I never really noticed the new releasing trends, aesthetic, um, like new authors, up and coming book content. I always was reading books that I just, I mean, I still do, but Taylor Jenkins Reid really got me into more current writers and more fun, like, fiction work, I guess. Um, And I was also, at the time, searching for more queer content or queer books to read, and everybody kept recommending The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, which, you know, from the title, doesn't really sound sapphic at all. But I'm so glad that I finally gave in and read. It's not like I was against it. It was more just like sometimes it's hard to take someone's suggestion. And I do have a hard time sometimes trusting people's recommendations. I've gotten better, but this was way in the beginning, you know? So I was like, okay, like we'll see. Oh my gosh, this book floored me. I'm sure if you're listening, there's a high chance that you've read this book, but I wish I could feel the feeling of reading that book for the first time again because that, that, I don't know, the gayness in it was just amazing. And, you know, the classic Hollywood and time, like period piece and all of that. Really great. Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. I think about that all the time. And I really, really, really want a film adaptation of it. I know that it was signed to one, but that was before all of the writer's strikes and stuff. So let me see. Let me Google it real quick and see if there's any update. I think it was signed to Netflix. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure that it just either got pushed back Well, this summer, all the articles that came out are talking about how Netflix announced that they're taking this over. (gasps) Wait. Oh, my God. Was the cast announced? I'm seeing stuff about the cast. I see Dreamcast. Like, people that they want in it. Okay, I guess. I don't know. There's no release date. There's no article title about it being canceled, which is good. I just want to know how long I have to wait for this. Probably a while, I guess, unfortunately. Well, at least it's still happening because I know that um, 
It Ends With Us is iffy, which honestly, I hated that book, not going to lie, so I'm not even mad about that. Anyway, back to the Roman Empires. Um, oh, this one's kind of unique. I don't know, but my next Roman Empire is if I'm standing somewhere or just wherever I am, I'm always thinking about what, how do I explain this? What that place looked like years ago or what I'm standing on, like if I'm, even my backyard, you know, oh, what was here? What's buried under the dirt like a hundred years ago? I know that Minnesota is primarily farmland and growing up in my childhood home, when we would dig in the backyard in like our homemade sandbox or the garden, we would find actual horseshoes and little glass sculptures and carved pieces of wood. Like there was a lot buried that used to be from the farm, which is insane to think about. I honestly, I wanted to dig up the whole backyard to see what was down there. And for a long time, I wanted to be an archeologist because I loved digging and finding old things like that. But wherever I am, it's that constant like, oh, I wonder what this place looked like before, especially when I see big trees, because those are the permanent markers of time. So if I see an old, old photograph of a place I'm familiar with, that tree looks the same. I don't know. It's so crazy to think about. And I see I follow a lot of old historic Minnesota pages that post pictures of places where I'm from, from the 1800s or early 1900s. And it's a crazy concept, but um, yeah, I don't know. I like imagining that I um, have a lot of trails near where I live that have a lot of battle and war history from um, native tribes back in the 1800s here in Minnesota. Because this is also... I think I talked about this last week or in my last episode with how, like most of the U.S., it's all stolen land, but there were a lot of battles here in Minnesota with land and all of that. So I've seen a lot of history on like these trails and what they used to like be 200, 300 years ago. So I'm, I don't know. I guess I like history, but I think about that a lot. The third one on my list, my Roman Empire, my first relationship and breakup with a woman. What a, like, rite of baby gay passage. I could talk about that for hours. I was actually, again, talking to Alana about this today, but um, a lot of people will compare one's first queer relationship or one's first queer breakup with your first relationship or breakup as a teenager because a lot of it it feels it's also referred to as like a second puberty it feels like growing up again and experiencing everything for the first time because in a way you are and that includes the emotions of like a teenage breakup or all of that um, I guess I shouldn't really say that's like a Roman Empire is something I think about a lot because I really don't and it doesn't have to do with the person it's more so the concept of every baby gays like rite of passage with that if that makes sense but it does in a way feel like a teenage relationship and breakup and you know how pivotal those are how those are always in a certain way the hardest or the ones that are just they stand out more than the others okay next one on my list for my roman empires especially this time of year oh my gosh but bly manor the haunting of bly manor it is the season to rewatch this series on netflix i've seen it like three times at this point but that 
show. It will break me every time. It is not a ghost story. It is a love story. That was actually the first piece um, by Mike Flanagan, the creator, that I've ever watched. Um, And I'm so glad that I start. I didn't mean to. It just sort of happened that that was what I started with. But I think I kept seeing edits on like gay Tumblr Instagram at the time of um, Victoria Pedretti and what is her name? See, this is why I have to rewatch it. I forgot the actress's name. Um, oh my God. Okay, I'm going to make myself cry and rewatch this show. But I kept seeing edits of them and realized I needed to watch this show so badly. Yeah, I'm going to rewatch Bly Manor. Especially in October, I just like feel it in my bones. But my next Roman Empire on this list is just Mike Flanagan films in general. I don't, I think I also mentioned this last week. Dare I say this? I think I like him more than Ryan Murphy right now. Ryan Murphy was like my high school 2014 OG American Horror Story seasons one through three. Like that was the time. And he was one of the first people that I was actually aware of that did those sort of anthology shows or at least reused the same actors for different projects. Mike Flanagan, like Ryan Murphy walked so Mike Flanagan could run. And I, oh my God, every single year I look forward to what Mike Flanagan has created. We, um, I'll get into it a little bit later, but the fall of the House of Usher. Oh, that's actually on my list down a little bit. We'll talk about it now. I can't stop thinking about that show. And I think I mentioned it in my last week's episode because I had watched it before that podcast episode. TikTok has figured out that I love Mike Flanagan, the fall of the House of Usher, and his wife, Kate, um... Oh my God, why am I blanking on Kate Siegel? Kate Siegel. Yeah, TikTok realized that I am a fangirl, so I'm getting all these edits of Kate Siegel now. (laughs) But um, I'm in a really big Mike Flanagan fixation, and I need to rewatch Hill House. I actually watched Hill House for the first time last year and once I finished it I wanted to rewatch it because I finally understood it right so now that it made sense I was like okay I have to go back and rewatch it and Ashton was mean and didn't want to rewatch the show that we had just finished (laughs) so he said next year we can watch it again and it is the season I almost like I want to watch it tonight but I might like do I save it to watch it with him this weekend He probably wants me to watch it by myself, let's be honest. He said, I tried to get him to watch it the other weekend, and he said he needs to forget it more before he re-watches it. So I should re-watch that because I can't stop thinking about Mike Flanagan. Um, We, I mean, I don't want to talk just about Mike Flanagan and like shows because I watched a lot of his work um, this week. So at the end of this episode, when I'm talking about TV shows and movies, I'll mention it, but... Um, He also came out with Midnight Mass on Netflix. I think that was last year's release. Honestly, out of all of his stuff, it wasn't my favorite, but a lot of people ranked Midnight Mass as their favorite, like number one. The plot, I don't know. I just did not like... That show was hard because of how it ends. It just feels very... Like you wanted something else. Well, I guess is that all of his shows really now that I think about it before I don't want to like spoil anything I will say I have not finished Midnight the Midnight Club though because uh that 
show is beyond jump scary. Like, I guess Hill House and Bly Manor did have some jump scares, but you could see them coming. Midnight Mass, there was no warning. Okay, Fall of the House of Usher, though, lots of jump scares, but I feel like I was prepared and it wasn't as gory and... I don't know. I just loved it so much. So my mind right now is just Mike Flanagan, Mike Flanagan, Mike Flanagan. I found Kate Siegel's TikTok though, and she is funny. So there's that. Okay, let's move on. What else do I think about all the time that is considered my Roman Empire? What happened between Emma Chamberlain, Ellie Thuman, and Hannah Malou? I don't know. I don't watch her, but Hannah. Emma, Ellie, and Hannah. 2016 era. If you watched YouTube, you know this trio. Nobody knows what happened. And I know people grow up and grow apart and not everybody is still friends with who they were friends with when they were 16, 17, whatever. It's very normal. But something happened between these girlies because two of them are still friends. And I, I see stuff on TikTok all the time of people... Um, I can't remember any of the, the, the trends, but if there's a trend, you know, like, I can't even, I don't want to like mess up a reference, but I'm on the side of TikTok where people bring that up a lot and they'll never talk about it, which either means nothing happened or something very, very big happened that they don't want to talk about. No in between. Because, you know, there are sometimes those creators where they do just have a fallout or they grow apart and they talk about it. And sometimes when people say, oh, we just grew apart, it's a cover up. It's a lie. So I just get the vibe that something really dramatic but valid happened. And I want I want to know because I need to know, like, I don't know. I just would like to know. Um, and I, I know that I'm also guilty of this and it sounds kind of hypocritical because I've also gotten a lot of comments that I have chosen not to respond to about my own personal friendships that I no longer like keep up with or have. And I'll give the podcast a little information, um, but just know that I can't talk about what really happened unless we're in person because of what it entails um but people made some choices and people chose certain things or people or whatever and you can only do so much when somebody is hurting themselves in a way and choosing not to allow you to help them or not tell their parents and it's not like a safety i'm being so freaking vague but like what I said about Emma, Ellie, and Hannah, where it's either nothing happened or something big happened. Something big happened, and I just can't say it online, but I will chat about it for days and nights if we were IRL. If it was just like, I don't know, people in my life now, I just can't really talk about it online. But it's very sad, and it's very unfortunate, like what happens in a year and all of that, but... It is what it is. So next one on my list is very similar, but my Roman Empire that I think about all the time is also what happened between Jules and Jaden. Now, if you know those names, you already know who I'm talking about. But if you're like, what, who? Um, Juliana LeBlanc and Jaden was her friend on her Nickelodeon show. Anyway, Bertaley, if that rings a bell. Unless this just sounds like I'm speaking a completely different language at this point, but... Um, 
I have kept up with the Bertelli fam since early days of YouTube, and since then, um, their oldest daughter, Juliana, had um, starred on a show on Nickelodeon, and she was really, like, coming into her own, rising to fame, and having all her dreams come true, and I just love seeing that evolve, so I have been following Juliana, um, or Jules, she goes by, not Julian. I don't know why I'm saying her full name, um, I've been following Jules for, like, a billion years and she got super super close to her friend and um who's been her friend forever like way before they were both cast for this Nickelodeon show Jaden and I mean from one queer to another you can see it and they were queer baiting beyond belief um a lot of people had suspected that they were together and I followed kind of knowing that because I want to root for that when I see it and I do feel like this next generation is so amazing because they get to be even more out at a younger age than my generation was and I like seeing like I'm rooting for that so it's really refreshing when I see content like that of like two young girls so in like a supportive way I guess I hope that sounded correct but um yeah, they were like super, super, super close and then boom, not talked about ever again and she has a new bestie. Um, what was I going to add to this? There was something else as well. Oh, a lot of people referred to them as like literally Evelyn and and Cecilia from Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo online. And um, they were also literally Shark Boy and Lava Girl for Halloween. And they have so many pictures of them touching tongues and kissing and being in very coupley positions and being super touchy. And I know like the teenage friendships, especially when I think back on my own teenage years, yeah, they were more touchy feely and like kissing and whatever, cause you're just like a teenager. But then again, me and all my friends are like pretty sexually fluid and like queer. And now I don't know if that's like a normal teenage friendship thing or if it's more, but it seemed like they were together. And then very suddenly they were to not they were not and they both had boyfriends and never spoke of each other again and they were like tied to the hip like always they had like the most lovey-dovey happy birthday posts there were leaked photos of them too of like kissing and just being teenagers so um I don't know I like followed it down the rabbit hole and then suddenly they just aren't in each other's lives anymore and it's very sad and I just I'm wondering. Okay, let's move on though. My next Roman Empire, this one's very straightforward. Taylor Swift, obviously. I think about her every second. Two days until 1989 comes out. I'm so excited. We got some title teasers today on her Instagram. Like, what a time to be alive. Oh, the next one on my list is the movie Aquamarine. Oh my God. This was like. This is my Roman Empire. I think about that film all the time. It's so underrated. It's so good. It's such a feel-good, nostalgic movie. Um, it puts me in such a happy mood. I owned it on DVD, and I'd fall asleep to it, and it makes me feel like a kid, and it's so beachy and summery, and gosh, I love JoJo and Emma in it, and it's just so like early 2000s co girl-coded in a way. Like That is my childhood. And I love this, the music in it, the songs too. Just what a time. What a time to be a preteen girl. Um, 
The next one on my list, which I talked about already, is The Fall of the House of Usher. I cannot get this out of my mind. I know I've talked about it last week, but there's something about it that, like, Mike Flanagan did such a good job at bringing Poe to life in this series. And it's such, I love it. And when you think about it, like, The Haunting of Hill House was based on a novel by Shirley Jackson, which I also read. And he took that and made it this brilliant film or TV show, my bad. I need to do a deep dive because I don't think Bly Manor is based on a book and I don't think Midnight Mass is either. I didn't watch Midnight Club, so I'm not sure about that, but I love that he is taking such a gothic literary classic and adapting all of these poems and short stories and nevermore into a show that just truly like, is making people fall in love with Edgar Allan Poe again. When I was at Barnes & Noble the other day, I'm telling you, the Netflix effect is real because there was a Edgar Allan Poe, The Raven collection of poems. And I don't know if this is like out because of the show. I think it's just something that caught my eye because of the show. So I bought it because it was only like $6. Um, it's like a little pocket poem book, but it's very pretty. It's got like gold um, on the page, like the pages from the sides are painted gold. It's black and red. It's beautiful. And every single episode, every single character in The Fall of the House of Usher is based on a poem or story or character that Poe has created. So this collection of poetry, the first poem in here is The Raven, which of course Verna is. Like Verna is an acronym for The Raven. Um, and there are so many lines in his poems that made it to dialogue um, in the show. And then the second poem in here is um, Lenore, Lenore. Why can I not remember how to say her name? I just watched it. I think it's Lenore, right? And they mention in this poem, every single um, last line in each stanza of this poem called, why, why do I feel like it's not, is it Lenore? It's Lenore. Why do I want to say Lenore? Oh my goodness. Now I'm Googling. Lenore, I was right. Oh my God, my mind. My mind is trying to gaslight me. Every single last line in the stanza of Lenore is um, talking about how she died so young. An anthem for the queenliest dead that ever died so young. A dirge for her, the doubly dead, in that she died so young. Um, that did to death the innocence that died and died so young. Waft the angel on her flight of the pian of old days. Oh my God, there's a bug on the mic. Oh my God, that scared me. Mm. I'm already kind of spooked because I'm reading this. Oh my God, it's one of those freaking beetles from outside. Get away from here. I actually don't mind bugs too much, but I just don't want this flying beetle to be flying on my podcast setup because it's going to distract me. Okay. And I got into this poem. Um, Death upon her eyes. Oh my God. It's just insane. Um, also, Annabelle Lee, if you've seen the show, the poem Annabelle Lee is in here. I was so annoyed every time the character, every time like in the show, he would start quoting this poem because... It was just really obnoxious whenever he started 
talking to her about the kingdom by the sea. It was many and many a year ago in a kingdom by the sea that a maiden there lived, whom you may know by the name of Annabel Lee. Um, that poem's in here. There's one about eyes and like the Cleopatra eyes. Um, I'm like kind of going through it a little bit. I feel like there was one more that caught my attention from, oh, Tamerlane, his daughter Tamerlane. There's a huge poem on her, like pages and pages. And I think it's about going mad. Like there's a lot of references to just being mad. Um, in that poem, which is very fitting for her character in the show. So yeah, I bought this and I've been influenced. Cannot stop thinking about it. The last thing that I have on my list for my Roman empires lately is the cat distribution system. I am waiting for the day that the cat distribution system chooses me. Now I'm still very grateful. I have two cats. They're the best thing in the world. And Ashton says that I don't need another cat and I'm good and you know I shouldn't get a third cat but who really is going to notice a third cat like it's probably fine and I just know that if I'm meant to have a third cat it will show up in my life um every time I go on walks every time I'm driving I don't know one day um the cats will just find me because that's how cats like show up and become your pets as you just come across them. So I am just waiting until I feel like it's right. But yeah, I'm always on the lookout for a cat because I know the cat distribution system is real. Someone on TikTok told me that I should carry cat treats in my pocket. So if I ever do come across like a scared stray, I can help try to like lure it out and come to me. Um, it will just be the best thing in the world if I came across little kitty, little little kitten. But those are everything that I had brainstormed for my current Roman empires or things that I just think about all the time. Um, I'm so curious what some of your Roman empires are. So definitely let me know, Instagram or whatever platform you want to chat to me on. I would love to hear it. If this sparked an idea for you to do a video on or whatever form of content, definitely do it. It's so fun brainstorming this. And honestly, it came very natural to me because every time I started thinking about one of these things, I just added it to the list. Um, but let's get into the TV shows and movies that I watched this week. Um, I feel like I might have talked about a couple of these, like definitely The Fall of the House of Usher, which I know I think I mentioned last week in that episode. So, because I feel like I might have watched it before that episode came out. Um, either way, it's very clear that I have watched that recently. And then that put me down the Mike Flanagan rabbit hole. So Ashton and I really wanted to watch more of Mike Flanagan's creations. So this last weekend, we tried Gerald's Game. Now, I've seen this movie on Netflix for a while, and the whole premise felt super stuck and like claustrophobic in a way. And watching those type of horror films where the character is stuck, you feel stuck too. And I just didn't want to watch it. But as soon as I realized Mike Flanagan made it and it had a lot of the same characters, like his wife, Kate Siegel's in it, Carla Gugino's in it. Um, the, there's a lot, I don't want to like spoil stuff, but he pretty much has the same cast for everything. So I knew basically the whole, um, the whole cast. Then I gave it a try and oh my God, it was 
awful, but good, but bad. Like, not one of my favorites until I realized it was Mike Flanagan. And then I was like, oh my God, this is amazing because of how much I love Mike Flanagan. Um, But if you're unfamiliar, Gerald's Game, it's about this older, well, middle-aged married couple that goes up to their lake house to try to spark their marriage again. And he ends up bringing handcuffs with him to, you know, get a little spicy and he handcuffs her to the bed, like hand on each post. Um, and he also took Viagra. This is all like in the trailer, so I'm not going to spoil anything. But the whole premise of it is he has a heart attack when she's cuffed up and, you know, dies basically on the bed and she's stuck. She's stuck in these handcuffs and cannot get out. And it's one of those survival horror films of she only has a couple like days to live before she dies without food and water. And um they also like left the door open. So there's like a dog that comes in and it gets you can't tell at some points if she's like hallucinating because she's starting to lose her mind. Um, and it's one of those films. It's very scary in that sense. And there was like one super scary character. He's actually, oh my God, is he, um, he was in like the original Adams Family movies as well as I think Frankenstein. He played the monster. It's that really, really, really tall actor who has that very distinguished face. He's in it. Um, and they have them all spooked up. So he looks very, very scary. Um, it was, it was good though. We also watched Dr. Sleep the other night because somebody ranked that as being number one for their Mike Flanagan films. And I have not seen Dr. Sleep before. I didn't realize that Dr. Sleep was, um, the Shining sequel, which, oh my God, it was so well done. Such an amazing film. I also am going to rank it up there pretty high. I feel like Mike Flanagan is helping me get more comfortable with horror because I used to be such a baby about it, but because I love his craft so much, I feel like I'm braver and I like his cast. And Lenore from um, The Fall of the House of Usher is in Doctor Sleep, and she's so little in this movie. She's in it. Um, The FBI agent, is he the FBI? I forget his name already, but the guy who, um, yeah, is sitting in the house of Usher with him, like, hearing the story by the fireplace. He's in it. Um, God, there's a lot of other people, too. I cannot remember, though. Dr. Sleep is so freaking good. And because it has all these shining references, and of course, at the end of the movie, you're back in the hotel and all of those ghosts and, like, references are oh my god so good so scary but some of it was cool like there was any girl with power I am here for and they had like two kind of pivotal characters that have these magical powers and because they're like really like powerful females in the film I wasn't scared of them for being I, I guess it would be like a witch um and it's yeah I don't want to give away who or what but I loved them they were so cool and everything that I think I wanted to be when I was little. Um, really amazing, though. I think I just could not stop saying that it's so well done. And I love this movie. And it just is so good. So if you need a good, good horror movie that's not like one of those like slashers. Like it's not like a 
like a slasher horror film, which are also good and classic in their own way, but like more of a, um, gosh, I guess like The Shining, but like better in my opinion. I mean, The Shining is a classic, but I think this one was better. It was so good. Dr. Sleep, you have to see it. Um, the only Mike Flanagan thing that I haven't seen now is Hush. And I think we're going to watch that this weekend. And I hear that that is more slashery. So we shall see. But I am in my Mike Flanagan era and I love it. I also finally watched the Lifetime movie. I think it's called The Girl Who Escaped. It's that kidnapped movie with Katie Douglas. Well, one of them. She's in so many. But it's the one um, that's based on a true story, I think, which is also all of them that she's been in. But it's where she it's where she escapes the girl who escaped um it's I kept seeing clips on my TikTok for months so in a way I felt like I had already seen the movie because I've seen so many parts but at that point I just knew I needed to watch it fully um and it was really good I actually cried a lot so I mean lifetime movies tend to get me anyway and I was getting my period so maybe that's why but it was good I want to watch Believe Me next because she's also in that um, movie. So maybe I'll watch that later when I'm working. Um, sometimes when I'm like doing more editing or uploading stuff, I, I need like background noise and that's when I put a good show on. Um, as for books, I mean, that's everything that I've watched this last week. It's all like fun October scary stuff, which I love. Oh, I also want to watch Totally Killer that recently came out with... Um, what is her name? Ju, Ju, Julie, Julie Bo, Julie Bowen, Claire Dumphy, Julie Bowen. I think that's her name. She's in it. I want to see if Ashton wants to watch that with me later this weekend. But those are everything that I have. That's everything that I've watched this week. As for books, I feel like I'm currently taking a book reading break because I am focusing on getting my Instagram. So I don't even know if I talked about this. I am joining booktube booktube book bookstagram book talk all of it i'm joining it this is my official announcement sort of but i do want to make more book content on my social media so i recently created a book page please go follow it i i'm trying to build up a brand new page and it can be so much work in the beginning so instagram booking it with mac m-a-k that is my book instagram so please go give it a follow i'm trying to um really build it up and i just wanted a place where I had all of my books in like chronological order. So I was actually, I still am, but I'm trying to post all of these book pictures and books that I've read since like 2020 in order up to date. And I'm getting so close to like present time with what I've recently read. Once I'm all up to date, then I'm going to allow myself to read more. I just knew if I kept reading, I would just stay behind. And I really wanted to get this page up and running and like have all of my most like everything I've read in order posted so I'm almost there once it's up then I will read but I have been buying so many books this month it is a problem I I need to put myself on like a little book ban from buying some books um but I got my November book club book in the mail today I bought no um, I bought Lessons in Chemistry, so we're reading that for November. But I still have so many fun October, fall, Halloween, spooky books that I bought that I wanted to read in October. And I, 
haven't like given myself time to read because I'm trying to get my book pages and book accounts running. So I might just bring that into November a little bit and read some some spooky stuff. I yeah, I have a lot of books. I know I have to read them, but I'm just trying to get all of my book stuff ready to go. So booking it with Mac on Instagram, please go follow. I'm trying to also make more Insta or TikToks like book talk videos on TikTok, but the algorithm is not sending it out to like book pages because it's on my main TikTok page. I tried making a separate TikTok today just for books and it won't let me because it's the same email and phone number and I just don't know how to make another page. It keeps saying, oh, you already have an account. Um, so I need to figure that out as well. And then I think November I'm going to make more official booktube videos on YouTube and kind of announce it but I am I really like I'm just dying to integrate more book content into my social media so that is what I'm working on and then once I'm all caught up then I can finally read and start doing that so it's going to be a very cozy winter of me reading and I cannot wait those vibes are just everything when I can stay home curled up with a good book that's all I want but that's everything that I have for this week's podcast episode. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to follow or subscribe if you are listening and have not joined yet. Please do. And then definitely check out my YouTube, as mentioned. My main Instagram is mckk17. If I haven't talked about that yet, everything should be linked in the description of this episode. I just want to say thank you for listening. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. I will chat with you guys next Friday. Bye.